Welcome back to the Hoop Games Podcast for Episode 5. In this episode, we are ranking the all-time number 24 player as of 2020, Chris Paul. The prior three-player episodes had two of my favorite all-time players in Steph and Charles Barkley, and my most hated player ever, Dwayne Wade. This episode is a really interesting one because this guy has done a complete 180 for me in terms of my perception of him. Maybe the prior perception was due to his lack of playoff success in New Orleans and Los Angeles Clippers, especially with those Clippers teams where he had incredible talent around him, or maybe it was his hyper-competitiveness as an opposing player where you love him if he's on your team or dislike him if he's not. This hyper-competitiveness has led to some questionable heat-of-the-moment incidents like the serial groin-punching incidents on Kevin Durant, Chris Kamen, Julius Hodge, and Ben McLemore. Nowadays, he's the veteran who's making the most of his situation, leading, leading teams to results far better than preseason expectations, mentoring young, young stars, and more. Whatever the reason for the 180 in my perception, I've heard others sharing in this view that their opinion of Chris Paul has changed over the last few years as well. In recent years, his moves from the Los Angeles Clippers to the Rockets, then the Thunder, and now the Suns, and how he got the Rockets within one hamstring injury away from potentially winning the 2018 championship, how he took the Thunder, who were written off before the 2019-2020 season, to a very respectable fifth seed in the West, and is now leading the Suns to a top-five record, maybe even top-three by the end of the year. This perception shift was summed up succinctly by a recent article by Sam Amick of The Athletic. All in all, quote, all in all, it has been an impressive two-year run that will forever reshape the way Paul is remembered, end quote. A recent tweet on NBA Twitter sums up Chris Paul's impact by stating, quote, Chris Paul should jump around to rescue a different NBA franchise each season, like Gordon Ramsay showing up to turn around a failing restaurant, end quote. There is a truth to this. StatMuse said, quote, when Chris Paul goes to a new team, that team gets better. The Hornets before and after win percentages, 22% versus 46%. Clippers before and after, 39% and 61%. Rockets before and after, 67% and 79%. Thunder before and after, 60% and 61%. Side note, again, the Thunder felt like they were going to be even worse after trading a ton of assets. Now, let's get back to the stat. The Suns before and after, 47% and 72%, end quote. This tweet really gets at the fact that he's taken Phoenix from a a a fun bubble run team competing for an eight seed, to a potential finals contender this year. Where he's gone, his teams have been better as a result. Chris Paul's spot in the rankings is an interesting result of the game model in the sense that while we do not overly rate championships and rings, as we limit it to 15% of the total game ranking, it is surprising to see a ringless player like Chris Paul currently situated above Steph Curry, who has won three championships. Chris Paul's efficiency in winning have made him a statistical darling in the game model, as we will detail detail later in the metrics section. Essentially, Steph Curry beats Paul in the ice, individual championship earns, earned, or championship metrics, but trails Chris Paul on regular season and playoff longevity, regular season durability and consistency, regular season win shares per 48, and playoff teammate help metrics. Steph Curry should close the gap on the longevity metrics over time, and Steph's playoff teammate help should come back down to earth as he will no longer be playing with the Super Team Warriors as they age and as Kevin Durant has left. These two combined will likely cause Curry to jump Paul shortly 
over the next few years, barring Chris Paul winning a championship. A run-through of Chris Paul's career accomplishments, he was the fourth overall pick in a weak draft class with Andrew Bogut, Darren Williams, Ray Felton, Marvin Williams, and Andrew Bynum, as well as David Lee, Monta Ellis, Lou Williams, and obviously Chris Paul himself. He's played 16 years in the NBA with averages of 18 points per game, 9 assists, 5 rebounds, and 2 steals on 47-37-87 splits. He's currently 5th on the all-time assist list behind only John Stockton, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, and Mark Jackson, and he should pass Steve Nash and Mark Jackson soon. He's currently 5th all-time in steals as well behind John Stockton, Michael Jordan, Gary Payton, and Jason Kidd. He's a 10-time All-Star, not including this year. He's a 9-time All-NBA selection with four first teams, four second teams, and one third team. He's a 9-time All-NBA defensive first or second team member. At 6 foot, Chris Paul is able to impact the game on the offensive and defensive ends like few before him. Despite his size, he has led some outstanding offenses as the floor general or point god and been an, an incredibly pesky and challenging defender. We will hop into the model looking at Chris Paul's rankings right after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Boxed Up, a rental equipment marketplace connecting renters and owners. Boxed Up makes it easy for you to start a new business, kick off a new hobby, or try out something new. No more renting stuff from people you don't know or driving across town to the big box rental house. Boxed Up has both highly curated kits or a la carte items for those in the know. This podcast is recorded using Boxed Up equipment and I highly recommend their services as it's made both the podcasting and video recording process much smoother. For rentals delivered to your door, go to www.tryboxedup.com. Welcome back to episode number five, detailing the top 24 player as of 2020, Chris Paul. Looking at Chris Paul's metrics for player performance points, Chris Paul is already 15th all-time in regular season PPP, scoring over 113 points. Paul has two years scoring over a 9, two years at 8.775, two years at 8.5, and only three seasons over his 15 where he scored under a 7. He's been incredibly efficient throughout his career, which, which has boosted his PER and has, it, and has had a huge hand in making teams better, as mentioned earlier, which has helped his win share per 48 metrics. For this episode, we will be looking at the five point guards in the top 27, the same group we talked about in the Steph Curry episode and comparing Chris Paul against those, those players. As we haven't revealed the other three yet, we will refer to all of them as the five point guards. Chris Paul ranks first out of all five point guards on the longevity metric. Next, looking at regular season peak, Chris Paul has the 18th highest peak, peaking between 2008 and 2016. With his, top, with his top six years in 2008-2009, 2013-2014, and 2015-2016 in the model. He ranks third of the five point guards in the top 22nd on this metric, trailing the two with multiple MVPs, including Steph Curry. As mentioned earlier, Paul has two years scoring a nine or higher. These are two of the four years scoring above a nine or higher across all five point guards, As discussed in the Curry episode, Steph has the other two. Chris Paul is one of eight players to have multiple seasons graded over a nine. That list includes Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, David Robinson, Steph Curry, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, 
and Giannis. Looking at PPP per year, given Chris Paul's high scoring years and limited performances scoring under a seven, he ranks sixth in NBA history at 7.6 PPP per year, behind only LeBron James, Wilt Chamberlain, James Harden, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Bob Pettit. He's only lost eight PPP over 15 years, which shows incredible durability and consistency. Notable losses of those PPP points over his career, he lost 2.25 points in 2010 for having left knee surgery. He lost 3.53 points over 2017 through 2019 across the last year of his Clipper and two years across his Houston stint where he only averaged 60 games over those three seasons. Despite these, he's shown incredible durability and consistent high level as experienced by his top six ranking on this metric. Looking at regular season gold, Chris Paul has 10 all-star appearances, not including this year, at one half point each. He has four all-NBA first teams at 1.5 points each, four second teams at 1.25 points each, one third team at one point each. Totaling these up, this gives Chris Paul a total of 17 regular season gold points. This is good for 34th all-time, tied for 34th all-time with Steph Curry and James Harden. Harden and Curry both have MVPs, but Chris Paul has longevity over them, having three and five years in age respectively on them. An interesting stat, Chris Paul is the only player in NBA history to score above a nine on PPP in the regular season and not win an NBA MVP award in their career. Looking at career PER, Chris Paul ranks 10th in career PER sandwiched between Kevin Durant and James Harden. He ranks first among point guards in career PER. He should be consistent in this range for a few years. Players like Jokic will pass him as they hit 400 career games, which is the threshold we use in the game model for PER, and maybe Giannis as well. Looking at career win share per 48, Chris Paul ranks fifth in NBA history behind only Michael Jordan, David Robinson, Wilt Chamberlain, and George Mikan, a testament to his ability to impact winning on the teams he's been on. Given this, he ranks number one amongst the top five point guards in the top 27 as well. He should be consistent in this range for a few years, maybe being passed by Jokic as he qualifies. It will be interesting to see how LeBron and Harden move relative to Chris Paul, as both LeBron and Chris Paul will come down with less efficient post-peak years coming up. Harden should still have a few peak years left, but will be interesting to see how the Nets dynamic impacts his win share per 48 with the other two stars there. Looking at star teammate help, Chris Paul scores an 18.75 on star teammate help, which is an average of 1.25, an equivalent of a second team All-NBA teammate every year, which is 10th lowest of the top 27, meaning, meaning he's had less help than most of the top 27. He had five, he's had five years with no star teammate help. That's five of his 15 years. Four of them were, were with New Orleans and one with Oklahoma City last year. His Clipper teams, during that run, he averaged 1.8 star teammate help, or slightly better than an all-NBA first teammate. In Houston, he had an MVP teammate in James Harden, the year the Rockets almost won the championship in 2018. Totaling this up, he's had less star teammate than the other four point guards in this metric. The other point guards have had all-star teammates in the following situations. 14 of 14 years, 12 of 13 years, 14 of 14 years, and 6 of 11 years for Steph Curry. Chris Paul has had an all-star or better 
help in 10 of 15 years. Total teammate help. Chris Paul scores a 42.3 total teammate help, which is 18th highest of the top 27, scoring less help than all but nine of the group. He actually scores more teammate help than all but one of the five-point guards in the top 27, and surprisingly has more total teammate help than Steph Curry in the regular season. We detailed the reason why Steph may rank low on this metric in the Steph Curry episode earlier. CP3's highest total teammate average was actually with Houston, and his highest individual year was 2017-2018, the year the Rockets probably win the championship if Chris Paul doesn't have a hamstring injury in the Western Conference Finals, causing him to miss the last two games and lose to the Warriors. For playoff player performance points, or playoff PPP, Chris Paul ranks 19th all-time in playoff performance points, making the playoffs 12 of his 15 years. This 19th all-time ranking compares consistently to his top 15 ranking all-time for the regular season spot for this metric. Chris Paul has averaged 21, 8, and 5 to go along with two steals on 48%, 37%, and 85% splits in his playoff career. He has five performances over scoring over an 8.5 with a with a perfect 10 performance in his first postseason appearance. He is one of only nine players to score a perfect 10 in the postseason. This list includes George Mikan, Bob Cousy, Wilt Chamberlain, Dr. J, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Hakeem Olajuwon, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Chris Paul. His worst performance was in his second postseason, where he scored a 3.75 in a five-game loss to the Denver Nuggets, where Chris Paul put up 16-10, and 10, but struggled with shooting and averaged over five turnovers per game, leading to negative win shares over the course of the series. Chris Paul already ranked second of the five-point guards in the top 27, top 27 on, on this metric. Playoff peak PPP, Chris Paul ranks 39th in playoff peak, having never won a championship or finals MVP, and only advancing to the conference finals once in his career. His 12 playoff appearances have resulted in six first-round losses, two second-round losses, and one conference final, so, ha- so he has missed out on playoff bonus points for advancing over the course of his career. As a result, he ranks fourth of the five-point guards in the top 27. Looking at playoff PPP per year, Chris Paul ranks 13th on playoff performance points per year in the playoffs. His three performances with scoring nine or higher and with a perfect 10, as mentioned earlier, another two over 8.775, and then the rest between six and 10, or sorry, six and seven, except for the two performances under six. He only misses out on a few PPP points due to injury in in the playoffs. He had one playoff year in 2016 where he broke his hand and only played in four of the Clippers' six games in the first-round loss to the Blazers. An article by CBS Sports detailed the rough injury history for Chris Paul or his teammates in the playoffs, like Tyson Chandler with New Orleans or Blake Griffin with the Clippers, which which maybe can explain some of the previous postseason failures for Chris Paul. Looking at playoff PER, Chris Paul is tied for 12th in playoff PER with Charles Barkley scoring just under Tim Duncan and Kevin Durant and just above Dirk Nowinski. He's probably safe in this space for a while. This 12th all-time ranking actually puts him as first of the top five point guards in the top 27 rankings. Side note, to qualify for playoff PER, players have had to play 16 or more playoff games. Looking at playoff win shares per 48, Chris Paul ranks 14th 
in this metric in NBA history, just below Kevin Durant and just above Tim Duncan and Steph Curry. Surprisingly, he ranks just third of the five point guards in the top 27 here. It's surprising because he's led the other point guards on both regular season and playoff PER and playoff PER ranking number one across that group. Chris Paul's PER and win share per 48 in the regular season were fifth and 10th all time. And in the playoffs, they are 12th and 14th. So he's consistently ranking in the top 15, which drives his statistical darling impact in the model. Looking at playoff teammate help, Chris Paul ranks 20th of 20 of the top 27 with an average of 28 teammate playoff performance points. He has the second least playoff help of the five point guards in the top 27. The only players who have had less playoff teammate help than Chris Paul are Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain, Hakeem Olajuwon, Dolph Shays, Moses Malone, Oscar Robertson, and Kevin Garnett. Looking at the individual championships earned metrics or the championship metrics, Chris Paul never won a championship, so therefore does not have a nice value. He's the only point guard in the top 27 not to win one. Next, for peak ice, as Chris Paul has not won a championship, he therefore has no peak ice as well. So looking at the the game ranking, the rankings as discussed in this episode for Chris Paul are 15th, 18th, 6th, 34th, 10th, 5th, 10th, 10th, 19th, 39th, 13th, 12th, 14th, 8th, and then two not not applicables for ice and peak ice. You can see that he hovers in the top 10 to top 15 range on almost all metrics. Totaling this up and running it through the game model, this gives him a final ranking of 24th with a perfect player rating of 63.62. And now it's time for the best part of the game model, the what if scenarios, also known as game model simulations. Chris Paul's biggest what if is a championship. The biggest what if question for Chris Paul is what if he doesn't get hurt in the 2018 Western Conference Finals against Golden State Warriors? The Houston Rockets were up 3-2 to two going into those final two games that Chris Paul had to miss. If he doesn't miss those games, let's say that the Rockets go on to beat the Golden State Warriors. So in the model, we will update the Western Conference champion from Golden State Warriors to Houston. And then we will assume that Houston goes on to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. We then update the finals MVP from LeBron James to James from LeBron James to James Harden. In this scenario, running through this simulation through the game model, we see that Chris Paul's playoff points, playoff peak, PPP per year, ice and peak ice all increase as his individual performance is improved and they win the championship. Chris Paul goes from 24th all-time to 18th all-time in this simulation. If Chris Paul ended up having a better finals in this game model simulation than Harden and wins finals MVP, Chris Paul actually jumps up all the way to number 14th all time. So the value of winning a championship would take Chris Paul to 18th all time time if he doesn't win finals MVP, but all the way up to 14th all time if he does win finals MVP. The next simulation we run is what if CP3 wins the 2007-2008 MVP over Kobe Bryant, where CP3 scored a 9 that year versus 7.725 for Kobe. Chris Paul came in second this year in voting, but Chris Paul's Hornets finished only one game behind Kobe's Lakers, and Chris Paul had better advanced advanced statistics than Kobe 
and less help on a total teammate help basis than Kobe, but did have more on the star teammate help as David West was an all-star this year and Kobe Bryant did not have an all-star teammate despite having Pau Gasol and Andrew Bynum on his team that year. In this simulation of winning MVP, Chris Paul goes from 24th all-time to 23rd all-time with the increase of Chris Paul's regular season peak and regular season gold. The last simulation we will do is a combo scenario where Chris Paul wins the 2008 MVP in the 2018 NBA Finals. In this scenario, if James Harden won that Finals MVP during those 2018 Finals, Chris Paul would go to 16th in this combined scenario. If CP3 happened to win Finals MVP in the 2018 Finals in this simulation, he would go all the way to 12th with this combined scenario. So to recap this episode, Chris Paul has been an incredibly efficient player over the course of his career, a statistical darling, so to speak. It isn't just empty stats, though, either. He has proven to make teams better everywhere he has gone. Unfortunately, he has not been able to reach the ultimate individual achievements of winning an MVP or the ultimate team achievement of a championship, although he came close on both fronts, a hamstring injury away from likely winning the 2018 title. With a few things going his way, Chris Paul could have ended up somewhere in the top 12 to 16 range with likely a few more good years to come. With that, thank you for listening to this episode and be sure to check out number 23 next.